who is overvalued and who is undervalued in round three of your dynasty rookie drafts. We're talking all that and more on today's episode of Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me as always is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going? It's going great, man. We had a really good conversation yesterday, and I think the third round might be more interesting than the second round that we're going to talk about. So I'm psyched to dig into these. Yeah, you know, I left that conversation yesterday thinking um, I, I want I want multiple second round picks because there's several players mm-hmm. that are falling to that second round, especially some of those receivers uh, that I really like. And, and looking over this list of names, I kind of think the same thing. So yeah, yeah, if, I agree. Uh, if you stocked up on second and third rounders due to the hype of this rookie class, you know, maybe that, that you've been disappointed leading up to the NFL draft and leading up to rookie drafts because the, uh, the class was simply overrated, honestly, uh, by us and, and by almost everyone in the dynasty community. You know, this, this is where you can, uh, make some profit maybe on some of those uh, picks, some of those deals that you've made. Matt, I know, uh, I mean, we're talking dynasty rookie drafts here. You said your, your first one is, uh, is kicking off. What, what pick do you have? What's it looking like? Who are you targeting? Give away all your secrets here. Yeah, I am going to give away all my secrets is this is my only Superflex league, which is faulty on my part because I was late to the party on Superflex. I have the ninth pick, which to me is a little bit of no man's land. My team is good, not great. Um, and we're very early on. I mean, it's, you know, Bijan's gone. Stroud, Young, Richardson, Gibbs are all gone. I probably will pro- just settle for one of the receivers or look to trade down. I'm even considering Kincaid, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, Marcus and Cade had the first round conversation yeah. on Monday. Kincaid has an ADP of nine overall or an ADP that places him nine overall. So, you know, that would be yeah, a reasonable, yeah. reasonable uh, consideration. You've got a Will Levis com- uh, decision there to make. I know you're yeah. not you're not a big fan, but we also know how tough it is to get quarterbacks, especially young quarterbacks, uh, young ish, I guess I should say with Levis, uh, in, in those super flex leagues. So yeah, keep us updated on that. We'll check back in, uh, next week. I had my, I had my first uh, rookie draft. I've done a couple rookie auctions, but I had my first rookie draft, uh, last week. It was actually a live one. Uh, we, we all got together on, uh, on zoom and drafted, uh, it was, that was really fun. A good, uh, mm. a good format, good way to do that. Got you know, got it all knocked out and in, in one night made a bunch of trades. So that was a, uh, actually I didn't make a bunch of trades. I've, I've got some trade envy, but there were a bunch <laughs> of trades. There were a bunch of trades going on. I didn't get in on them, unfortunately. 
So I'm going to take this opportunity to ask your opinion real quick because sure. Levis crossed my mind at nine just because I think he should be a starting quarterback this yeah. year at some point and next year. But I have Herbert, Carr, Pickett, Purdy, and Brissett. Mm. Like, I don't know that he's noticeably better than them, and my other positions aren't quite as strong. Would you still be in the Levis market? Levis market? Uh, if, you're, if your league is active – and has yeah. a bunch of trades. I think I would probably take Levis there. Uh, of course, if I mean if Jordan Addison falls, I would take Addison. Mm-hmm. I would consider uh, Zay Flowers there, um, but I wouldn't be afraid to take Levis with your quarterbacks if your league again, if your league is active, if you can get some value from Purdy, if you can flip Levis once Tannehill is traded or or you know whatever happens there. Um, if you, I mean, you know your league better than I do. If it's mm-hmm. if it's not so active, I would probably go with uh, Kincaid or a receiver. The receiver, I hear you. Okay. Yeah. We are talking round three today. Uh, essentially, the same conversation we had yesterday. We talked about some players that are overvalued and undervalued in the round in the group of twelve. We're going to do that exact same thing today. And Matt, I'm I agree with you. Looking at these names. Of course, there's some that I would be avoiding, but mm-hmm. uh, there's there's multiple guys here in this uh, in this group of 12 players from 25 to 36 that I would want on my dynasty teams. And uh, again, if you've got multiple third rounders, I think you could come away pretty happy with that. I'm going to name those 12 players and then we'll get into uh, the conversation about who we see as overvalued and undervalued. 25 overall, that would be your 3.01 pick in a typical 12-teamer. Jaden Reed, the wide receiver uh, now of the Green Bay Packers. Jalen Hyatt goes 26 overall. A little bit of a surprise there. That's, of course, a player that was uh, one time looked at as a likely first-round pick in rookie drafts, now at the top of the third round. A couple of tight ends here, a couple of Luke tight ends. 27 overall, Luke Musgrave. 28 overall, Luke Schoonmaker. Musgrave of the Packers. Schoonmaker uh, is the new tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. 29 overall, Chase Brown. 30, Cedric Tillman. Another player that fell quite a bit. I know you and I both were really liking him. Yeah. And uh, draft capital wasn't quite there, although he ends up as a day two guy. And the landing spot was just so-so there in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tank Dell, 31 overall, New Houston Texans wide receiver. Uh, Israel Abanacanda, 32 overall. We talked about him last week and my uh, my despair as he fell so far and, and landed with the Jets. Honestly, I'm surprised his ADP is still this high. Yeah, 33 okay. overall, Zach Evans, another player who fell uh, way down the draft, but he ends up with a nice landing spot with the Rams. 34, Darnell Washington of your Pittsburgh Steelers, Matt. 35 is another tight end and another Packers tight end, Tucker Craft, 35 overall. And the last player that we'll focus on today, Kayshawn Booty, wide receiver of the New England Patriots. So that's the list, Matt. That's uh, Those are your 12 guys. Um, let's start with you and let's start with a player you think is overvalued, one that uh, you think doesn't really belong in this third round range. Why don't you do your overvalued? I did mine yesterday, and I just took a sip of water and it went down the wrong pipe. So I'm trying to <laughs> trying to get get my bearings here. So give me yours. Come back, and I'll come, come yeah, back yeah. with us. I'm all right. Podcast hazards. Yeah. Um, 
overvalued here. I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Darnell Washington. I know a, a player that I don't disagree. You uh, yeah. <laughs> you are learning well really quickly here. Um, and, and honestly, a guy that I really liked entering the draft. In fact, um, I was debating if if Darnell Washington was my pre-draft tight end one or if it was Dalton Kincaid. I, I kept going back and forth and. Uh, flip-flopping on that that decision is really easy now because Darnell Washington um, tumbled down the draft a player that we at one point looked at as a possible late first round dynasty uh, first round uh, NFL draft pick ultimately falls um, down to the Pittsburgh Steelers and really was just kind of a uh, you know almost an afterthought at that point of course the Steelers already have um, Pat Fryermuth as as their main receiving tight end. And I mean, I'm looking at this as Darnell Washington may do the exact same thing he did at Georgia playing alongside Brock Bowers uh, in that he's going to really focus on blocking. He's called himself the sixth um, offensive lineman already uh, referring to himself that way. I know the Steelers are uh, are hoping to improve their offensive line and and potentially use him that way as much as they can. Uh, honestly, I'm just kind of staying away from Darnell Washington, certainly in the third round. Yeah. And he's my tight end six, to be honest with you, with you. And he was like third going into the draft. I didn't know about the knee concerns then, but I think that they are real. I don't know how bad they are or, you know, what extent that means, but I guess they swell up from time to time. And I'll know more about that when I'm at camp. Now, this might be subject to change when I watch him run around and practice and I'm right next to this huge, good-looking human being. I might jump. He might go flying up my board. But right now, he is very much exactly like you said. And it shouldn't prohibit him, but I think it will. They like Zach Gentry a lot, and they like Connor Hayward a lot. Like, the three tight ends not named Fryermuth are all going to play, and that's not really what you want to hear. No, another another bad sign for Darnell Washington for sure. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm just going to let somebody else uh, have him, which which I hate to say because I really, like I said, I really liked the uh, I really liked the player pre draft, but the the knee issue that we found out about and obviously um, losing so much expected draft capital was uh, was good. kind of the yeah. final straw there. Matt, when we come back, we'll talk about your overvalued player, one you're staying away from in this range. Folks, it's extremely easy to get caught up what everyone in the world needs from you. You know, I mean, I'm always driving my kids around or, you know, you know putting my job in front of, you know, my own, my, my you know, own well-being at times too often, which I love and it's all great. But then sometimes you realize I haven't really done anything for myself for a long time. And you end up, you know, being really stretched thin and it's simply just not really that healthy. And therapy is a great tool out there that can balance those things out and you can support others and, you know, also keep yourself as happy and healthy as possible. And I used to do therapy, but it's been a long time. And I don't know why I stopped, to be honest with you, but um, I just think the world got in the way and it was too hard to make, you know, appointments. And I remember I kept had to change appointments and eventually I was like, ah, I'm done. But it, it was great for me. But the thing is, now with better help, I might have to give it a try. And I think maybe you should do the same if you're thinking about starting therapy, because I mean, they're 
you know, great therapist, of course, but it's entirely online. Like I would have loved that back in the day. It's super convenient, you know, move your schedule. You don't have to move your schedule around. It's very flexible for you. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and you'll get matched with a licensed therapist and, and switch therapists anytime you want for no additional charge. That doesn't matter at all. So find more balance with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's all one word, all caps today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. All right, Matt, let's get back to it. Uh, I named Darnell Washington as my overvalued player. The guy I'm kind of staying away from. Uh, Who's yours in the third round? I like this neighborhood. I like shopping in this aisle, to be very honest with you. So this is harder for me where yesterday was the opposite. I'm going to go with Izzy from Pitt. Um, I just think there's a lot of guys in front of him. I mean, it's a good scheme fit. It's the Niners fit. That's where I wanted for him. But... I didn't love the player. I like the production more than the player at Pitt. Um, and I just think he's a little too blocked for my liking. Yeah, I I nearly said a Banacanda, but I couldn't couldn't bring myself to do it after all the pre-draft uh, hype I, I uh, spewed about him. So, yeah, I certainly get the concerns there. And again, we talked about it last week as as one of our rookie losers. Uh, and, and he certainly has lost value as evidenced mm-hmm. by this uh, 32 overall uh, ADP rank. And as I said, I'm, I'm kind of surprised it, it's not even a, a further fall. And, and it could yeah. be yeah. in the mm-hmm. uh, in the coming weeks as rookie drafts continue. Um, I, I still like the player. I still like the talent. But it's hard to see him, as you mentioned there, it's hard to see him overcome uh, I mean, we don't even have to talk about Brees Hall, but, you know, even Michael Carter and Zonovan Knight have, have played well when given a chance. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we can't even look at a Banacanda as, as the obvious two there. Could could earn that role. He could get there, but um, a, a lot standing in his way. So, yeah, I, I understand that one. Um, anybody else? It sounds like you kind of had a hard time finding overvalued tougher, players. Yeah. Any other... Any other guys you consider or my runner up was Tank Dell. And okay. I'm I'm the first one to say I'm just prejudiced against very little backs and receivers. Landing spots okay, great college production. Um, but he's my receiver thirteen, which is lower than he's listed here. Yeah. Yeah, we would we would agree on him. Um he got he got the draft capital. Um, yeah, I guess it can be argued if he got the landing spot or not. I mean, obviously the Texans are not a team we normally chase, but uh, that that might mean earlier than expected opportunity for Tank Dell. Um, I mean, you you hear the stories about, or we've already heard the stories about uh, C.J. Stroud asking the Texans to draft Tank Dell. I don't know if you saw those reports. I did. But, I don't know if I uh, like it or hate it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't, and I don't. I don't know if it means anything, honestly. It, right, right, right. They work out together, just, and right. Yeah, might just be one of those, you know, cool stories, but uh, not. I know not they weren't playing anything. eleven against eleven with each other. They're playing on grass or in a dome, and I'm sure Tank Dell looks amazing, but it's a little different on NFL field in a sloppy Chicago November day. 
Mm. Very, very, very true. Matt, when we come back, we'll continue the conversation. Talk to talk about some players that are undervalued, players that we uh, would certainly be targeting in this range. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Every dayers, be sure to check out tomorrow's show. Kate and Marcus will be back. They'll, they'll be talking about the fourth round and beyond of these dynasty rookie drafts, looking at our super flex ADP. So check that out to find those deep late round sleepers. Matt, let me say those names one more time. So you can find the undervalued player or players uh, that you would be targeting. Jaden Reed, 25th overall, Jalen Hyatt, 26th. Luke Musgrave and Luke Schoonmaker at 27, 28. Chase Brown, Cedric Tillman, Tank Dell at 31. We've already mentioned him. Izzy Abanacanda at 32. Zach Evans, Darnell Washington, Tucker Craft, and Kayshawn Booty. We've got four tight ends in this third round. Uh, we've got a couple of players that we thought could be first rounders, guys like Jalen Hyatt. Cedric Tillman had a chance. Mm-hmm. Zach Evans, if you want to go way back to the beginning of the offseason, looked like a surefire first rounder. Uh, he falls to the sixth round of the NFL draft and now has fallen to the third round of dynasty rookie drafts. Undervalued in this range. Who is it, Matt? Most of these guys I like at this cost. So Dell and Abaconda are the ones I didn't love, and I was kind of with you on Washington. But I think Jalen Reed at 25 is much closer to 15 than 25. I mean, I'm a big fan. Um, I remember when we did pre-draft stuff, I I think I was way ahead of consensus on him. I think the NFL, or at least the Packers, agreed with me. He may outcatch – I think he has a chance to be their leading receiver this year. Yeah, I thought that's where you were going. Uh, Again, 25 overall, the 3.01 – you really almost need to go back to the conversation we had yesterday about second rounders. Um, that was Charbonnet, Mayer, Kendra Miller, Mingo. I think Mingo versus Reed is a reasonable conversation to have. If you prefer Reed, uh, I, I get it. Uh, Laporta, Roshan Johnson, Rashi Rice. I want Reed over Rashi Rice. I think you yeah, probably yeah. agree with that. Spears, Downs, Mims, Hooker, and Bigsby. So, yeah, I, I totally agree with you that Reed belongs more in that second round range. And obviously he's close, you know, yeah, one, one, but- one spot out. And maybe we talk about this data next week or, or next month and, and he's in that second round. But I totally agree. I love the landing spot. Uh, I, I like the player. He was growing on me as we got closer to the NFL draft. And to see the Packers use that draft capital on him. Uh, taking him above some of the other receivers that honestly I like more downs Mims in that range mm-hmm. for sure. Um, that that says a lot. And and then you factor in the need that the Packers have for a wide receiver after, uh, after Christian Watson Reed's going to have an opportunity to play right away. I think. Yeah. I like him a lot. Um, you know, I, I keep going back to Cedric Tillman, and this was, again, a guy we talked about a lot because you and I both like it, like him quite a bit. I know Marcus was in on Cedric Tillman as well. And I, I, I don't know, what do you think about this Browns landing spot? You know, they they had Amari Cooper and, and DPJ last year and not much else. You know, 
I, I really, I guess David Bell was probably their, uh, their third wide receiver there uh, along with the tight ends. Then they trade for Elijah Moore and they draft Tillman. So how do you think that Brown's depth depth chart shakes out in 2023? I think Tillman plays a lot. I mean, I, I think it's pretty clear that they didn't draft a running back. They let Hunt go. They let Johnson go. I think it's going to be a very wide receiver centric offense, which of course mm. plays to Watson's strength and him in the shotgun. I don't know if Watson's good, though. I mean, he was really, really bad for them, but he had a 700-day layoff in between games. So that's my bigger concern than the competition he's going to face because I absolutely think Tillman will be in the top three and that they will be a heavy, heavy 11-personnel team, probably a lot out of the slot, although Elijah Moore can do that as well, but they're different types. So I think they're – I think it's a good landing spot. And frankly, I'd have to look at Amari Cooper's contract situation, but is he – a long-term solution for him. I mean, as expensive as Watson gets guys like Cooper might not be someone you can keep. Yeah. Yeah. Very good point uh, on Amari Cooper there. So do you think, uh, do you think people's Jones is the one kind of pushed aside here with the additions of Tillman and more? Yes, but I don't dislike him. but I, I yeah, think I mean, it's safe. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a, he's a good wide receiver four, right. And he was, he was a terrible wide receiver too. That's, that's kind of how I view it. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect way of saying it. I agree with that. Zach Evans here at 33 overall. I know this was a guy you liked quite a bit. I, uh, I had some concerns and, uh, you know, unfortunately those concerns came to fruition as he fell in the draft, but the Rams, right. He gets the landing spot that, that we don't mind that we like. Uh, Cam Akers, who knows what the Rams and and Sean McVay think of him uh, right now after trying to trade him and uh, nearly reportedly releasing him uh, last season. What what are you doing with Zach Evans? You willing to gamble on him at this range or even maybe even higher? Uh, I mean, I don't coach speak this time of year. Everybody's in the best shape of their life and we love them and blah, 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 blah. But there has been some good buzz about Evans from McVeigh directly, from what I understand. And boy, he's a talented young guy. We're excited to work with him. All the you know, all the things you want to hear, but usually don't hear about seventh round picks. I mean, the fact that he's behind Izzy to me is kind of laughable. I mean, Evans is my running back nine, and Izzy's my thirteen. You know, okay. so yeah, I'm in. I mean, at this price, I would buy Evans all day long. Even if he doesn't last long, I mean, he's going to – I am confident that he will have splash moments in this league. And there's certainly – the thing you taught me more than anything is I guarantee at some time in the next two years, he's going to be worth more than the 3-8. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I totally agree. Um, as we wrap up here, I want to ask you about a couple of tight end situations. Uh, let's start with the Green Bay Packers because – uh, both of their rookie tight ends are in this range. Luke Musgrave at 27 overall. Uh, yet another guy that, that I know you were a big fan Loved of. In them. fact, yeah. I think he was your tight end. He was my one. Two? He no, was two, your one. Two. Okay. He was two. I think Whatever. He was higher than most have him. Yeah. You, you really liked him. Size speed guy. Uh, the Packers take him. Uh, early on day two, they come back later and take Tucker Craft, uh, who fell a little bit further than expected. Maybe – you know, maybe that wasn't the plan. Maybe that was a value pick that the Packers didn't feel like they could uh, could pass up anymore. But 
Uh, regardless, they end up with two tight ends, Musgrave and Kraft. How do you see this shaking out and how much has uh, Kraft hurt Musgrave's value in your opinion? A lot. I mean, we have seen instances where Mark Andrews does great, even though they took Hayden Hurst and, you know, things of that nature. But uh, these guys were both stocked down after the draft for both of us, I think, whenever we did that last week, Mm -hmm. which is unfortunate, you know, because there is a lot of pie there. I'm sure there's a lot of available targets in Green Bay, but is there enough for two tight ends? Do we know which one will even win the job? Because I think they're both really good football players. So I kind of just don't want involved, you know. So guys like Chase Brown, Cedric Tillman, Zach Evans on this list, I would take ahead of both of them. Yeah, I get that. I do think most were looking at Kraft as more of a long-term, I don't want to say project, that's probably not fair, but Mm -hmm. uh, a long-term investment uh, where if he had landed behind a veteran uh, who was maybe nearing the, the end of his career, that that would have been a nice landing spot. Um, that's not what happens here, but no. I do wonder Musgrave, who I look at as, as very pro ready, you know, it's, I mean, it's been widely talked about. He comes from an NFL family. Bill Musgrave is his uncle. I believe it like Musgrave. I look at as, as ready to go and could really have a lot of, a lot of success and earn that starting job for 2023. And, and then maybe 2024 is more of a conversation depending on how Musgrave plays this coming mm-hmm. season. No, I, I don't disagree with that. So you're taking Musgrave at this price. Is that your point? Um, Again, he's 27 overall, 3.03. I do prefer Tillman to him for sure. Uh, I like him better than Schoonmaker, who's right behind him. Yeah, I'd certainly like him better than Schoonmaker. Mm-hmm. Um and and we'll we'll wrap up with that because that's the other situation I wanted to ask you about. The uh, Cowboys bring in Schoonmaker drafted a little bit earlier than we thought he might be. Uh they've got Jake Ferguson, they've got uh even Peyton Hendershot, who was an undrafted free agent last year and and played uh you know, saw some playing time and and played relatively well when given a shot. I just don't think that Schoonmaker is good enough to go in and and handily overtake those guys. I think we could be looking at uh, a committee here, and I wouldn't be surprised if Jake Ferguson leads that committee when it comes to fantasy numbers. I think he has three things really working in his favor. His draft capital, they obviously liked him quite a bit. He went earlier than I thought. Um, With all respect to Ferguson, who's fine, and I own him in a ton of places, picked him up for nothing. I don't think the depth chart is scary, but it probably right, is a committee to your to your point, especially as a rookie year. And maybe most of all, Matt Waldman loves him. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> that carries a lot of weight with me. I mean, he puts more time in these guys than anyone I know and is very good at what he does. And I think Schoonmaker coming into the draft was his number two tight end. So I never brush that away. Yeah, I mean we're we're trying to we're talking overvalued, undervalued here. And if I've got to put one of those labels on Schoonmaker at twenty-eight overall, I would say he's overvalued. I want Chase Brown over him. I want Cedric Tillman over him. Uh I'm with you. I'd I'd gamble on Zach Evans over him as well. So um I mean this could be this could end up being a huge spot for for Schoonmaker who I mean, it's certainly reasonable that he comes in and, and claims that job and goes from there. But uh, I, w- I would still be taking a few of those other guys. So 
Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe we're nitpicking. He's more like a mid to late rather than a early to mid, uh, excuse me, third rounder for me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we're real far off. I, I wouldn't mind having him. I think there's potential there. And I would probably pay about this price. But if I'm torn between Schoomaker and Cedric Tillman, it's not close. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. That's going to do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL. And I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.